If you're at all involved in the field of psychology or self-help or even spirituality, chances are you have heard the term enmeshment or at the very least enmeshment trauma. Today, in this episode, I'm going to explain to you what exactly enmeshment is and also explain to you some of the most common effects that enmeshment trauma causes. I want you to imagine a child who's sitting in a high chair. When mom is trying to feed this child, this child is not hungry, but mom is not going to accept the truth of I'm not hungry, and so she takes that spoon and just shoves it in the child's mouth anyway. Now I want you to imagine a father. This father really wants significance and status, but by proxy. He wants his daughter to go to an Ivy League school and to become a doctor, so he puts incredible amounts of pressure on her to do just that, and so she does. She ends up getting all straight A's, she ends up going to an Ivy League college, she ends up a doctor, and not very happy at that because she doesn't even know if that's what she wants to do in the first place. Now I want you to imagine that a woman's husband is absent emotionally and physically, but she's got a son. So she decides to make this son her surrogate husband. She leans on him emotionally and tells him all of her secrets, and calls him her best friend. Suddenly, he feels torn because he finds himself in a situation where he's filling a role that's both threatening and feeling all wrong to him. Only he feels he has no way out of it. But he also loves that specialness and importance that being in that role guarantees him. There are so many examples I could sit here and give to you, on top of the ones I just gave you. But what they will all have in common is that in this family dynamic, there is no recognition of self within this family. There is no healthy autonomy. Autonomy, which is having a sense of self versus other, is an important part of physical existence for a person within a social group. What people need is to be able to have themselves and have other people too at the very same time. Most people like to think of boundaries like a fence in between themselves and others, themselves and the rest of the world. This is not a really great way of thinking about boundaries. It's better to think about boundaries like a definition, right? So I want you to imagine that we are floating in this sea of energy. Everything's energy. It looks sort of like static on a television screen. And all of a sudden you start to see definition within the static so that images start to appear within the static. When an image starts to differentiate itself from the rest of the static, then that is essentially what a boundary is. It is a self being defined from other. Therefore, it's better to think about boundaries as that which defines you relative to everything else. A boundary is the imaginary line that uniquely defines your personal happiness, your personal feelings, your personal thoughts, your personal integrity, your personal desires, your personal needs, and therefore, most importantly, your personal truth from the rest of the universe. If you want to understand boundaries on a deeper level, you can watch my video titled Personal Boundaries vs. Oneness, How to Develop Healthy Boundaries. In an enmeshed relationship, personal boundaries are permeable, undifferentiated, and unclear. An enmeshed family or an enmeshed relationship does not recognize boundaries. (laughs) There's no real recognition or honoring of a person's, or any members within this type of a dynamic, personal feelings, personal thoughts, personal wishes, personal desires, personal truth. In fact, in an enmeshed dynamic, differentiating yourself from the other person or the other people in this circumstance, creates consequences. 
consequences such as punishment or abandonment. So the result is you either choose those consequences and allow yourself to be controlled, or in order to maintain harmony in the relationship and closeness, you have to give yourself up and mirror the other person. What I mean by mirror the other person is you give yourself up so that your feelings or your thoughts or your desires or your personal truth either is the exact same as theirs or is what they want those things to be. The payoff that happens in these enmeshed relationships is often an enhanced sense of belonging in the relationship. But that enhanced or intensified sense of belonging comes at a serious price. Most parents who are alive today have children because they imagine that having a child is going to meet some need of theirs. The problem is, is that a child is born with an autonomous self, right? They're born with their own thoughts, they're born with their own feelings, they're born with their own destiny, even. They're born with their own personal truth. And so the child very rarely conforms to meeting whatever need the parent thought the child was going to meet when they had the child. To be completely honest with you, this is a recipe for disaster. To understand more about this, you can watch my video titled The Defective Doll. If a person is enmeshed in their adult relationship, that adult relationship isn't really where you need to be looking. You need to be looking at their childhood relationships, because this is a style of relating to other people that they have learned in their childhood. Enmeshment is almost always an element of dysfunctional families. Here's the sad part. We're living in a day and age where actually most families are dysfunctional, not functional. In fact, our current definition of normal parenting is actually dysfunctional parenting. Most parents today still see a child as something that belongs to them. It's mine. Rather like a child is a ball of clay and it's up to the parents how to mold that clay into what they want that clay to become. Most of the time, this is really more about their best interests than their child's best interests. I know that that's going to trigger a lot of you when I say that, and it's probably going to elicit a lot of defense from people who want to defend their family or people who want to defend their own parenting. But the reality is, is that the majority of the time when parents are trying to mold a kid into what they want the kid to become, it's actually for their best interest, not the kid's best interest. No parent who is creating enmeshment trauma for their child will actually no, or even admit to the fact that they're doing this. Instead, they're going to think and say that everything that they're doing, they're doing for their child's best interests. Now, this becomes an active gaslight for the child. Why? Because the parent is doing things that are hurting the kid. All these things don't feel good, and yet I'm being told as a child that they're for my own best interests, right? So any child who's put in that type of a situation is going to feel gaslit. And, not only that, they're going to learn two things. The first is, love must mean pain. And the second is, to love means to give myself up. Right? It means sacrificing my needs and wants and truths for another person. At a certain point in childhood, it is absolutely critical to step into the empowerment of a sense of autonomy. This is really what a child's doing when they go through that no phase, right? They're exercising their own personal boundaries. They're sorting through the contrast in the world to figure out how they are feeling, as opposed to how mom is feeling or how the dog is feeling, right? They're sorting through the world in order to figure out what they like and don't like. That's a really critical element in a personal development. So when we're dealing with enmeshment trauma, what we're actually dealing with is developmental trauma. It's that autonomy was not allowed 
to develop in a healthy way within this person. If a parent does not recognize and mirror and work with instead of against that process of differentiation, a child has to try to establish a sense of himself or herself despite the parent. The problem is, is that human beings, we're a relationally dependent species. I mean completely. That means the number one need we have is actually closeness with the social group. So is a kid going to maintain a sense of autonomy despite their parent? Usually not. Usually what's going to happen when the parent makes autonomy an enemy to himself or herself is the child will opt to get rid of themselves or their autonomous identity, and they will not differentiate, specifically to maintain rapport and closeness with the parent. At a biological level, we know that what we risk for upsetting our parents is our actual survival. This means that if a parent does not see or sees but turns against a child's self, most children will abandon the self in favor of closeness to that parent. But this child never goes on to develop a core and a sense of self. This child becomes an adult who loses himself or herself in relationships. As a result, this person experiences a deep need for relationships, but at the same time, he or she pushes people away because having no strong sense of self and therefore autonomy, he or she feels rather like he or she is disappearing or being consumed by the other person that she or he is in a relationship with. It's a very emotionally claustrophobic experience. When a person has not actually developed a healthy sense of self, what happens to them in their adult relationships is really one of two things. All people who have no real strong sense of self gravitate towards people who have a strong sense of self. Now these people can fit into two categories, dangerous and not so dangerous. If a person who experiences enmeshment trauma gravitates towards the not so dangerous category of strong personality people, they're still going to give away themselves, even though nobody, including this strong-willed personality person, or person with a strong core, didn't ask them to give themselves away. They're going to do it anyway, because they've already learned to do that. So let's say that this person who had enmeshment trauma gets into a relationship with somebody who drives Harley-Davidson's. Maybe that person isn't really a mean person, isn't really a narcissist, doesn't really care whether they are really into Harley-Davidson's or not this person is still going to get into a relationship with them, get into Harley-Davidson's, drop everything else that they're doing, and then later get mad about it. They're going to be like, well, wait, well, I gave up everything that I was for you and for motorcycles, when it was never actually something that they were asked to do. So that's one path. The other path is they're going to find their way back into a relationship with a narcissist with somebody where the actual expectation in that relationship is you do give yourself up, in fact. And then they're just expected to do the same thing with that person that they did in childhood. People with enmeshment trauma have learned a codependent style of relationship. They're at war with themselves because all at once they want to be the same as the other person so as to establish closeness with them, but also to push them away and define themselves as different because they crave a sense of self and independence. They are constantly trapped between the thoughts and feelings of others and their own thoughts and feelings. The wants and needs of others and their own wants and needs. The personal truth of others and their own personal truth. They see intimacy as deeply needed but also as a serious threat. So it's quite common that when you're involved with somebody who has enmeshment trauma that it's going to feel like a constant push and pull. So like we said before, enmeshment trauma is in fact a developmental trauma, right? It's that a person was not able to develop 
in a healthy way or a normal way, a sense of separate self. If you are somebody who has experienced enmeshment trauma, it's going to be a process, because it is a developmental issue, to learn what you actually should have learned early in childhood, but now in your adult life. To learn how to have a relationship where you can have yourself at the same time as being in relationship with other people. Because chances are, if you came from this type of a situation, you can only feel a strong sense of self in one or another scenario. Here's what it looks like. Either you can only feel yourself when you're totally alone, or you can only feel yourself when you're in a relationship but opposed to someone. Meaning you've got to be in conflict with them, or setting yourself apart from them, or pushing against something to even feel like you have a boundary. Now both isolation, so you can feel yourself, and opposition, so you can feel yourself, leads to suffering. In order to heal from enmeshment trauma, you must do what you were never able to do in childhood, which is to actually develop a healthy sense of self, or what we would call a core. This means developing boundaries, learning how to have the self within the context of relationship without resorting to either codependent or narcissistic strategies. Obviously, this process goes much better when the entire family is involved in altering the way that each member relates to the other so that each can have a sense of self and maintain closeness with each other too. To understand more about this, you can watch my video titled Family, The Truth About Family. But when this is not possible, this can be done within a friendship or within a partnership. Again, if you're doing this within a friendship or a partnership, it's best if the other person is involved in this process too. It's pretty important that they understand that you've got some developmental trauma, right? Because they're going to be participating and helping you to have a sense of self within the relationship. This process of working to define yourself means figuring out what you feel and think and like and dislike and need and want, and then making changes to determine the course of action that best suits your needs, and communicating effectively with the other person too. Don't forget that healing from enmeshment, which is really an extreme form of codependency, doesn't mean swinging the pendulum all the way to the opposite side and becoming narcissistic, where it's all about me and I. And it. That's not what it's about. What it's about is really powerfully learning to define your personal feelings, thoughts, needs, wants, preferences, truths, right? At the same time as recognizing that other people also have their own feelings, thoughts, needs, preferences, truths. And everything that you do impacts them the same way that everything they do impacts you. So it's about there being two in a relationship, not just one. If you have enmeshment trauma, it's always been one person in a relationship. That's whoever you had to enmesh yourself to, right? We don't want to swing the pendulum where all there is in the relationship now is you. It's about two. The scary reality, if you have suffered from enmeshment trauma, is that you're not actually living an authentic life. If you were not allowed to develop a healthy sense of self, and you didn't really know what your personal feelings and thoughts and desires and needs and purpose and truth was, then how can you expect yourself to have made the right decisions for you specifically up to this point? The reality is you probably made a lot of decisions and changed a lot about your life based on something that's not actually real about you or true to you. You could have chosen relationships with people who are not actually compatible to you. Now this is both terrifying for you and other people in your life. It means that becoming authentic may imply many, many changes to your life. Changes that will affect you and everyone around you. But life satisfaction 
which could be the only reason you were watching this video right now, is really only possible on the other side of deciding to live an authentic life. It's on the other side of you powerfully figuring out what your unique feelings, thoughts, needs, preferences, truths are, so that you can make the right decisions for you in your life. The good news is, the life that you've always been looking for and missing out on is on the other side of doing this. Have a good week.